That was the best intro I can possibly ever put together. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was so much fun doing it. I so if, if you didn't know, I'm a big Lego nerd um, and a big Muscle Brussels Sprouts fan. No, not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but given the opportunity to do some silly things like that, I love it. It was. I, I realized that when I was playing the intro, I realized if if someone hadn't seen your tweet. This week, <laughs> no, that's probably like the most random thing that possibly could have been played. As I, I do have a weird sense of humor, but I, I, I had to play that. So that was that was fun. I have to. I got so many questions about this though. What was the, what was the the the, the why? Where did why? it? Yeah, why, why did it come from? Was it so, like if if you make this video, I will eat some Brussels sprouts? That that kind of situation. <laughs> not quite. No. So um, since the pandemic started two years ago. Um, me and a bunch of my other British friends around here, we started doing virtual cocktail nights. Um, oh, okay. It started out with like wine tasting and got into cocktail nights. And then, you know, it was, you, you each you each make a cocktail, deliver it to one person's house, and then they redistribute the cocktails to back to everybody. So you end up with like six different cocktails. Mm. Drink them over the course of the evening, guess what's in them, play some silly games. And uh, the, the one that we did just this, this weekend gone, my um so the, the person who was doing it she she's a big fan of a series called taskmaster which is a british tv thing, uh, yeah, I've seen that uh, where they there. get celebrities on and they set them silly tasks yeah, yeah. sometimes the tasks are make a little video about xyz or do a little animation of xyz and so she set us this thing saying remake a rom-com using brussels sprouts between 30 seconds and two minutes long so <laughs> we did sproutless in seattle because we decided that was Obviously, the ideal one. It's much my wife's favorite, like rom-com movie. I'd actually never seen it, so oh, really? wow. okay. That's... I, I had no idea what was really going on. So I had to go and watch those. I watched that final rooftop scene, okay. You know where they meet at the top of the Empire State. I've watched yeah. that forty times now just to get the lines and the the, the vibe right. There can't be many people. Oh, I put this phrase differently. You have to be the only person in the world who's watched that film purely to make a Brussels sprout Lego <laughs> film. I mean, really, if, that, if that's I, not... I predict, I predict that is the case, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be quite strange if the two people who have done that. Fantastic. But like, of, of the of the six six of us who made these little videos, um, two of us did Sleepless in Seattle and four people did Love Actually. Ah, okay, fair enough. Okay. We're a very unimaginative lot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got one more question and then I'll move on before Jeff starts get, having a go at me for being too random. Halfway through, there's a car goes past and it beeps the horn and it goes, Hank, Hank. Is that like Hank as in Tom Hanks? Or is it like, because <laughs> that's, that's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> no, it's me just going honk, honk. Okay, it sounded like someone saying Hank, Hank in like a Tom Hanks voice. Okay, fair enough. So, <laughs> okay, see, hank, I, th hank, I think now I'm over analyzing your Brussels sprout <laughs> romantic comedy. Thinking about it too hard. Oh man, okay, anyway, thank you very much. That was a very awesome video you put together there. Um, Hello and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for joining me. I have to. It's um, I I've I I've, I first saw you back when I first started using Power BI, and I was like, oh my! When I didn't realize anything about Power BI, I was like, oh look, it's another English person who uses Power BI because you were doing this EDX edX or EDX, whatever you pronounce the course. Love them, mate. So thank you for teaching me about Power BI back in 2016 or whatever, whatever it was. I appreciate I that it. a lot. Yeah, yeah, no, you're very welcome. I really <laughs> enjoyed making those, making those films, making those movies, right? I, I, maybe this is why, I don't know. Um, so <laughs> at, at the time when we started Power BI, um, we needed somebody to make training videos. And, you know, when, when we started out, there was 
there was no content team, right? There, there weren't any writers or, or support folks. <laughs> Turns out, I, um, <laughs> to who, who could go and make that stuff because we didn't have a product that nobody else knew about it. So it felt okay. yeah, to, to start making those films. <clears throat> and we got we got a studio, we got budget to go and film it properly. Um, but it was all kind of written and directed by by us, by me, Amanda. That's and, cool. Uh, came on a few of them as well. And I kind of I was happy to put my hand up and do it because um, I like the sound of my own voice and I'm quite happy to watch myself on video and, and listen to these sort of things. Um, so my, my, my dad was in the broadcast sound injury, in, industry. Okay. Um, he, he was the guy with the big long pole with a microphone on the end of it. Um, doing Is that the boom stick? The music, a, a boom. A, a boom. boom. Ah, uh, yeah, so close. Uh, boom mic. And uh, so we always had recording stuff in the house. Uh, and so I was very used to, from an early age, recording myself, making little, I don't know, radio shows or wow. TV shows or whatever with my friends, running around a house and interviewing people, that sort of thing. So it's great. Nice. Okay, look, I'm just going to just dive in for, for the question straight from Measure Driven Data Labels, uh, Jeff. Should, as, should, as I do a quick, should I do a quick intro first? Because I realize, like, we start talking away. I am sorry. Normally what I'll do, I'll, I'll go to someone's Twitter bio and I'll take a couple of parts and be like, oh, so what's this? What's your job? And we just went straight into Brussels, Brussels sprouts, which is about as random as it gets <laughs> to me, to be honest. So yeah, go for it, mate. Please, who you are, what you do, and all that kind of stuff. So, now we'll get the Jess so question. Those of you, yeah, yeah, those of you who don't know me, uh, you may know me from such videos as that edX course. Um, but my name is Will Thompson. I'm one of the Power BI program managers. I've been on the... Power BI team since before it was Power BI. Um, so I came over to uh, to the US to join the engineering team in 2012, back when we were Power View, Power Query, Power Pivot in Excel. Um, and uh, you know, I focused on the visualizations. And then as Power BI kind of grew up and started to become a thing, I kind of took a bigger role in in, in that. So I've been on the team since before it was Power BI. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm now looking after kind of a weird mix of things because I, I, I used to run the creators team. So mostly Power BI desktop, but also you're mm -hmm. creating stuff in Power BI service. Um, but in the last year or so, I've kind of moved to float around for a, a few different projects and some new things that we've got in the works that okay. but stay tuned. Oh, come on. You know you, you know you want to really, come on. Uh, I, re I really do. I can't <laughs> wait until we can start talking about it. But um, yeah, that'll be uh, next year. Oh, fair enough. So, but you're, you're, a, you're the program manager, correct? Yeah, okay. that's right. Yeah, okay. I've I've never I've I have I have actually checked in some code to the Bad BI code base before. Um, the engineers actually let me write some code, which is wow. a terrible idea. Um, yeah. Some of the DAX, some of the quick measures. Um, okay. I wrote uh, the code for that, that takes like what you drag into the quick measures thing and turns mm -hmm. it into DAX. So, How was that? Good fun. Uh, sort of. I, so, I, so, so if they don't work, we can blame you. Basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, if, if there aren't very many of them, the fact that there aren't very many of them, you can blame me. I, it was a great idea, and uh, but then I quickly realised that I'm not an engineer and I don't enjoy writing code yeah, professionally. I do it in my I do it in my spare time, um, but not not professionally. I'd yeah. rather I'd rather talk to customers and I'd rather listen to people people's feedback in user groups and figure out okay, what are we going to go build and um, yeah. how how is it going to work and what's it going to look like that sort of stuff rather than. Yeah. That's fair enough. So you're more the, the, the people person, as you say, used to presenting, used to being on screen. The the the, the person who sells the product a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Through your yeah, I mean, own personality. Started, yeah, before I was in the engineering team, I worked at mm. Microsoft in the UK in the sales world. I was a, okay. a technical technical sales guy looking after the BI products there as well. So back when it was analysis services, integration services, those kind of separate SQL tools, um, presenting to customers, doing the sales, doing the demo, doing the sales pitches, um, and helping them figure out 
okay, so this is what I can do. <clears throat> How's that going to actually translate into helping your business and how you're actually going to deploy it and run it and make it make it do what you want it to do? Cool. I never actually used PowerView. I got to say, I I, I yeah. ended I ended the world after that. I kind of I knew that it existed after I started using Power BI, and I kind of went back over, if you will, and I was like, okay, this exists, but I was like, okay, but this is better. I'm gonna use like Power BI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was actually really liberating for us to have kind of done that v1 product hmm. because I mean I wasn't involved in the early development of PowerView but having built up a bunch of um, kind of tribal knowledge really back in the yeah in the silverlight days times exactly <laughs> yeah. how how, um, how charting worked in that kind of interactive environment because obviously before then we had reporting services which was much more the okay it's going to run once it's going to get printed out or looked at by lots of people but it's not usually interactive you're not clicking and slicing and dicing mm. um PowerView was the first time when we brought in those kind of slicing and dicing capabilities and we, we we learned so much there that when it was okay we're going to restart and and build this this power bi thing and it's all going to be html and it's all going to be using the latest technologies we, we had a a great um kind of foundational understanding in the team of of what interactive visualizations mean and what the common gestures, what the common expectations about when I click on a thing, how does everything react? Um, we, we, we'd learned a lot of those kind of foundations uh, from when we got started. So it was it was it were really great to have that as a, a baseline. It's interesting you mentioned that because I do remember like the the very early days of my use of it, and then showing people there was always these questions. So if you click on this, is that also going to change? Like, does the axis change with it, or or the something mm. that it was such from what I saw, such a new thing that it was so, in, so interactive. Um, I'm enjoying people writing stuff like Silverlight, by the way, and all these things that I'd, were, were well before I got into it, but, I, but I've heard of. Um, so I'm, I'm trying to catch up with the, with the comments here. Here, PowerView did not feel revolutionary, got to say. Yeah. Did feel revolutionary. Yeah, yeah. Did I mean, feel. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. I, I yeah, did yeah, feel yeah. revolutionary. You, you think about that, that shift from reporting services or from Cognos or from uh, BizObjects where you had hmm you know these things where you would you would go and say okay on this column with this column this column i'm going to filter by this and this and this mm. go and it will churn for 30 seconds and spit out a report and it looks mm. gorgeous you can make them format exactly how you want i mean i think i think the most common use case for power bi like global uh, for, sorry for reporting services globally was bank statements okay you know, perfectly formatted yeah. paginated things with lots and lots of repeating data really common mm. scenario it's not very interactive yeah. and so when PowerView came along and you could click, cross highlight, cross filter. And you know, I, the demo I always used to do, I forget, I think it was like 14 clicks and you'd get a really nice looking report. You know, it's okay. like, I'm gonna add this, 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 mm -hmm. resize and I'm done and it looks great. And now look, I interact, I can do all this interaction and this uh, exploration straight away. I, I feel like I missed out on something. Now I, now I feel like I wanna go back and just try just to see what it's like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, it, I mean, it is, it is just like using Power BI, right? Because it really was. The visuals were just built. We, we, yeah. we took the same principles we, we developed with PowerView and, and built them into Power BI. Oh, man, I love it. There was a question before from Jeff that I want to get to. It was a random question, but it's Jeff. Um, it like did, you, did, you did you consider any names other than Power BI? Just saw it, and I was like, that's an interesting question. Oh, yeah. Um, so originally... When we when we moved PowerView, Power Query, Power Pivot out of Excel um, uh, to say, hey, this is going to be a standalone application, mm. we originally called the, the kind of desktop application Power BI Designer, but it was always okay. going to be Power BI. I think we we probably had we had a code name before that, um, okay. but I don't think we ever seriously considered anything else. 
There's the, the, there is confusion. I've got to say, it gets confusing sometimes with the uh, with the the, um, the store when you have Power BI, which is Power BI Desktop, and you have also Power BI, which are two very different. Well, not actually, they are two very different things. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, the, the the Power BI mobile application, which is just Power BI, mm -hmm. is very much a consumption experience, and Power BI Desktop is all about creating. Yeah. Um, if you get yeah, the, that, you have the one on your that you use as mobile but on your desktop. And it's literally, as you say, just, just a viewer. So I've got a training sometimes and say, make sure you have Power BI installed in your, in your device. Yeah, okay, no worries. You can you you open it, it's like, this is not nothing. Which and I that's why it. it's not called Power BI Mobile, because it's not just yeah. a mobile application. Yeah. You can yeah. use it on your desktop. And we do have a significant number of people who use it on their desktop as a consumption application, who are, who are just using it as a way of uh, uh, tracking the reports that other people have created and shared with them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like this comment, by the way, from Belinda, because it's true. I think because um, it's interesting, Belinda saying PowerView change, <clears throat> excuse me, change her career path. Um, Power BI did the same thing for me. Yeah, so nice. it's it's quite a cool thing that you see the impact that it has in people's careers and what they do. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, it's one of the things I love most about. I guess working at Microsoft. I'm, I'm sure other Microsoft product teams have the same thing, but um, I, I love it. I've, I've had people come up to me at events like Ignite or, or Embass uh, elsewhere in, in person. Mm. Before that. And, and in, you know, it's great to have people come up and say, thank you so much, because I found out about this Power BI thing. I, I was in finance before. I found out about this Power BI thing. I started using it. It revolutionized the way that we do finance in my organization. And it, in fact, started us on this path of creating a, a data visualization mm. or, or data analytics center of excellence. And I run that center of excellence now. And it's mm. nothing that I ever expected to do when I came out of university with a finance mm. degree or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but I love it. And it's changed my career, and thank you so much. And and that that is really warms the cockles of your heart. I can, yeah, I can imagine. I th one of my first ever experiences of Power BI was actually getting one of the worst annual reviews of my entire professional career because I had this really big reporting package, and I said to myself, "This is ridiculous. The reports are, are terrible. We can't go on this way." And I knew a Power BI, and I spent so much time trying to mm. implement and roll out Power BI within the team that my boss was not happy because she was, yes, but you're focused on the wrong things. You need to be focused on this. And I was like, we kind of didn't really see eye to eye on that. So it was a very, it was not the best annual review, but it paid <laughs> off in the long run. I think it, I think it paid off um, because yeah. I can understand. Like, it's a really common challenge, right? Of, of getting people's buy-in and the executive mm. sign-off of like, hey, we need to change the way we do stuff so that we can go faster in the future. Mm. It is difficult, and that's such a common story. I've heard that from so many mm. customers who are like, I just kind of did it in my spare time, or I, I, yeah. I did it and it ate into more and more of my, my, my working hours. Um, yeah, but we, we, you know, we could see the value of it, and we delivered value quickly, um, which helped get that buy-in and, and let me spend more time there. Yeah, I, 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 I probably repeat myself a few times on this point, but I, I really do think that the, one of the biggest points for Power BI was the fact that it was so accessible. Like, if you have any laptop, you can just go and get Power BI desktop, install it, connect the data, it just in minutes, yep. you know? Whereas yep. with other, other solutions, it wasn't that straightforward. You had to, you know, have a consultation and someone would come along and all that kind of stuff, you know? But it was just there and you could, I was doing something on my, my private computer at home and I go, go into work the next day and do exactly the same things and have really cool business results. It was, it was mm -hmm. a very um, thing. Look at all this stuff. Power BI also changed my career massively. All this, look, this is, you should all take this personally. Will. This, this is yeah, all praise for you no, and your team. I, you know I, I really mean? appreciate it. We all, we all love it.
One second, so what I've got here. What is the smallest thing in Power Bear than me? <laughs> smallest thing that makes your, me your, your tweets, Jeff. Um, things that make oh, I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of one. I think I, I, <laughs> which, I, I, which, is, which is the smallest and which is the thing that gives me the biggest grind because there's so many of them. Um, do you know what? Actually, one of one of them um, is the the splash screen that you get when you start up your desktop. Ah. And you get a little screen with the most recently yeah. used on the side and it's got some links to training. Mm. Um, that, that screen, we haven't done much with it, like anything, over the however many years. And we've always wanted to go and make it more like the office kind of backstage mm. when you pick file, you get you know templates and recently used and favorites and all of those other things. That um, that it's one of those areas where we could do so much more with it, but we just see a ton of other opportunities around the rest of the product, so it's never been prioritized. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that's that's one of those, and because it's something that I see a lot, like every time I open a yeah. product, it makes me great. For sure, I, it's a really good answer actually because I. I always ignore that screen. And when I give trainings, I always say, you can go here, but I always just close it and then sure. you can do it elsewhere. It is actually, that's, I never thought about that. And I never thought anywhere you'd actually be that bothered by it because it's not a huge thing, but you're right. You see it every single time you, you, you open Power BI. Um, yeah, yeah, that's quite cool actually. I don't know. Um, Gina think, made a comment about help. Like it reminds people that help is there. Like that is actually one of the most used links on that page. <laughs> yeah. Funnily enough. And, and yeah. that, that right-hand side was one of the ones that we really wanted to do more with. If like we could have, if that was connected to an RSS feed, so we could update it to say, hey, there's a new release has come out. Here's the new features that have come out. Or if we could customize it and say, hey, it looks like you have fiddled around a lot in Power Query recently. Here are some tutorials for other things you can do in M. Or, hey, it looks like you create a bunch of measures and they're all in the same place. Um, why don't you create a measure table? Or, like, you know, hey, you've got 20 visualizations on your on your page. You know, we, we can detect that. And when, so we can yeah. put in that, that that list. Hey, here's some guidance on designing the best types of the types of reports. So we could be really dynamic with it, but that's quite a lot cool. of work. And there's a lot of other things that we drive. The um <laughs> this is we'll come back to that in a second, but the the the, the help sections in Power BI, I always do state that as well. I think there's lots of software where the help sections are garbage, but in Power BI the help sections are very good because they take you to places that are really like, they take you to the guided learning, they'll take you to the community. And these are basically the strongest point. I mean, the, the three things that you can learn Power BI from are guided learning, the community and Google. So unless you put a Google link in there as well, I think you pretty much done pretty well, quite well on the, um, the, the help sections for sure. Uh, our, our docs team are brilliant. I, I love them all. Um, I, I have never met somebody on our docs team across the whole of Microsoft because I've, I've worked with folks yeah. on other products too. I've never met somebody in the, in the docs team who I didn't like. They're all really, really nice people and they're all really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like they're, they're, they're really great advocates for the community because they okay. know you know, they know the audience, they know people who will read these docs and they are so good at writing in a way that's approachable and friendly and easy to understand when we have these very, very technical topics. Um, both both people who write the things that you see on docs.microsoft.com, but also the content that's in the product itself, like mm -hmm. the, the, the text that you get when you open a dialogue and they explain, or when you get an error message and it explains what's gone wrong, you know, mm -hmm. getting error messages that are understandable and actionable is really tough. 
but we have a ton of really good writers who, who do such cool. a great such a great job there. that's huge as well so i think it's something that you don't appreciate quite often but yeah it's, yeah, it's a good yeah. point it's a really huge thing so i'm just leaving the quick question up there by kerry because i'm really bad at like yeah. finding them again when i see one I'm like that's good i'll go back to it and say it's gone now i'm, I'm done yeah. so i didn't mean to interrupt you there right but that's uh, fine. yeah it's a good question uh, What's the most visualizations I've seen? I, I I don't know about like visualizations on a page, maybe like 40, 50. Um, I see Alper, yeah. So Alper's one of the engineers on our on our visualization team. I don't know how many of you know him. He's one of the developers. So yeah, 150. 150. But the other thing that sticks in my mind was we had a report from a customer who had a table on a page. It was just mm -hmm. a table, maybe had a couple of filters at the top, but the table had over 250 columns in it. They just dumped like every column and every oh, yeah. measure they could into it. It was really, really wide, and they were running yeah. this problem like that. But um, yeah, there you go. I've, <laughs> I've seen that one before as well. I've seen that I had a, a colleague who had an issue with the report, and it was taking a long time to load because it was a table with a huge number of columns. But on top of that, they were also wanting to have the slices just to start to show like previous year to date, year to date, all that kind of stuff. So when it, mm -hmm. it was just, it just took so long, and it's, it's really about. For me to then tell the person, okay, you might want that, but you can't have that. It's just, it's not, you know, Excel, right? Yeah, the, sure. The, 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 classic, um, the classic move from Excel to Power BI. I mean, it was so nice. What case. was it, like two and a half years ago um, when we started letting you connect Excel to Power BI data sets in the service? Yeah. Maybe not even that long ago. Maybe it was only 18 months ago. Yeah, um, you know, because it was then when when people said, I'm trying to recreate this table in Excel and mm. I'm trying to do it, do it in Power BI. I'm like, why? Why not just use Excel and connect it? Mm. You know, if, if you want those big wide tables, you can do it in Excel. Um, yeah. And you, you get a you get a different set of functionality in Excel. I'll say, I'll say different because yeah. there are limitations there that you, you, you wouldn't get if you're doing it in Power BI. But you know, you use the right tool for the job. And sometimes there are, you know, you yeah. don't have to just 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 go with one thing. I think it's um, one of the things, my favorite releases has is, is been this connection between the gem um, to Excel with the data set, primarily because I don't have to publish a report and then cry when someone says, can I please export that to Excel? They can just do it and just don't tell me, okay? This is, this is, this is your <laughs> thing now, okay? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, when are Microsoft going to buy Tabular Editor? I just saw that comment. There you go, Bernard. Class, <laughs> classic Bernard. <laughs> When well, I don't know, I no. um, I uh, not at the moment. No, it's all good. I just put it there. Just I, I think so. Um, our support for that kind of professional developer persona um, is not as good as it could be. You know, we we could invest mm -hmm. more in that, and we could spend time getting SSDT and the Visual Studio extensions up, up, up to the scratch of Tableau Editor and, and, and building that mm -hmm. same functionality in there. The problem is, it's like. Yeah, if we do that, what are we not going to do? Yeah, we've got a fixed number of developers to go work on the product, and in fact, it's not just like the however many people we've got across the whole product. It's mm. the people who know the modeling part of the code because we've got the visualization developers like Alpha who's on the chat. Yeah. yeah, but I can't go and send him off on that other area because it's just not his expertise. So it's a smaller number of people we've got anyway. And if we move them over to work on it, it means less people to work on composite models over analysis services, or it's less to work on modeling in the web hmm. you know like there are other things that we just think they are higher priority and will have a higher impact at the moment so which is which is, we, is we say hey look the community can go do that we love tabular editor i mean don't get me wrong yeah. we love it and um we have we've we've done everything we can to support 
having those third-party tools mm -hmm. running against Power BI Desktop. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've, we've opened up those APIs for people to go and do that, and we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're hardening Power BI against those, those external changes. And we feel like that's the best kind of investment for us of like supporting those third-party tools to do it rather than trying to build those tools ourselves. Makes sense. No, you, you, you kind of come back to this point a few times and I keep forgetting to pick up on it because I just, I'm not very focused. Um, I always try to have this in mind um, when you talk when people talk or think about things that they want and things that aren't there or things that should be there, that it must be, I can imagine, I have no frame of reference, but it must be quite, I would think frustrating sometimes when you do something that you think is really cool, you've done all this cool stuff and you have a new release and then and then it comes a comment, but why is that not there yet? But I'm still waiting for this. Because you're right, I mean, there is a finite number of things that you can achieve and it must be really hard to prioritize. And obviously it's, it's, it's impossible for me to understand how you prioritize these things, but it has to somehow be done based on resources and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I can imagine it's a, that's really a tough part of the job. It, it is. It's, it's it's the my favorite part and the hardest part of the job. Yeah, okay. I've uh, there's there's a recording of me doing a session at the, the London user group um, that's floating around the internet. Uh, I'm sure Matthew can find it. I think he, he blogged about it a little while ago, um, where I was talking about kind of our planning and prioritization process and, mm. and all the ways we listen to feedback and all the places that we get in, in, information from, whether it's user groups or Twitter or um uh, the community forums or the ideas forum or mvps or mm. our enterprise customers or, or our, our field sales folks or partner teams at microsoft who embed power bi in their solutions like the dynamics world you know they've got loads of dynamics applications that embed power bi dashboards and they're giving us feedback all the time you know microsoft research who come up with crazy ideas like charticulator that we're like oh that's amazing we'd love to go and do that let's go and build that into the product how can we do that right so you get all of these different places giving you suggestions and input onto what we should be doing mm. plus there's also us going you know it'd be a really really good idea we should come up with an entirely new thing called power bi premium that allows people to scale to thousands of people when i say you know that just come up from from us thinking about the way the business runs yeah um and then somehow we have to synthesize a prioritized list of things we're going to go and work on and how many engineers we're going to have assigned to each thing and it is yeah. really tough and it's just it's just a case of um, listening with with this kind of, um, it, it's a very hackneyed phrase. We use it a lot internally in Microsoft, customer empathy. Just having okay. a really deep empathy and, and a deep connection with the individuals who use your product and the businesses who pay for your product. At the end of the day, we're making money, so that's what we want to do. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you need this empathy with those those groups of people to mm. understand what is going to have the biggest impact to their, their lives in the case of an individual, whether it's advancing their career or allowing them to go home early so they can spend more time with the family, whatever it might be. And, and what's the impact going to be on, on a business in terms of helping them achieve their business goals? Mm. And, you know, by understanding those those two sides, we can better better establish what are the things that we can go work on that will have the biggest impact. Um, and it's it's it is tough. It is by far. It's, that's why they pay us. That's why product managers exist. <laughs> Fair enough. This is a very good point. I mean, I, again, it's something that I have not a great deal of, of reference on for other products, but I think it's, you can't really work with, with or understand or communicate with the Power BI community and actually like, knowing this. It, you do kind of feel like hood, which is yeah. quite a cool thing. It's quite it, a nice it's, thing. It's, that it's, it's nice to get that feedback. It's, it's a nice problem to have. Too much feedback is a nice problem to have. I, I, so 
before I started at Microsoft, so this was like in between finishing my degree and stuff, I, I, I worked as a DBA in a little publishing company. Okay. And, you know, I kind of managed their contacts and sales database, that sort of stuff. And the problem was the folks who used it never told me anything about how they were using it. And I didn't know enough about how to run products like that to go and ask them. So I just kind of sat there and did my own thing and, and hoped it would all get better. And I'm sure it didn't. And, and you know, even before that, I, I worked in a school in, in my previous, my high school, uh, running their network, like network admin type, type thing. And of course, you know, kids do not come to you and say, oh, it was too hard to reset my password. Or, oh, you know, when I try and get onto this application, it's too slow. Kids mm -hmm. don't come and say that. So it's like, I, I feel much more comfortable now when I've got millions of people in the community saying, hey, so cool. can you go and add some measure driven data? <laughs> I'm just going to come back to this point that, that Rishi made because it was, was a few comments ago, but it seemed to have attracted a lot of attention. Well, in this what Excel, how about it takes DAX query from the visual to create a query table in Excel? Okay, that, which a couple of people apparently agree with. So I'll just put it up there for the... Yeah, yeah. We've, we've, we've discussed it in the past of like, how, how can we better integrate between Excel and Power BI? Mm. And, and I'd love to see that in the future. Um, something where we can... So today, if, if you want to connect Excel up, right, you just you have to start from Excel and you've got to say, okay, I'm going to connect this Power BI data mm -hmm. set, data set, and build your pivot table. I'd love to be able to go from Power BI, either desktop or the service, and say, give me this view in, can you hear my cat? It's very squeaky. Um, give me the view that I'm looking at in this in this visual, but mm -hmm. in an Excel pivot table, connected mm -hmm. to the data set. I'm Look sorry. at this. Kerry's just showing off now. I don't believe I've ever had a kind of export. Yes, it's because oh, maybe, on, maybe it's because your 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 dashboards are so beautiful, your reports are so beautiful that people are just like, no, I want to stay there and look at all this all this glory. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Must be. I'm so jealous of that. I um yeah. I get it less now, like I say, because the because this this live connection um to the data set. It's it just showed to people like, oh my god, it's so amazing. I was like, yep, and now it's now you can do that. This, this is fantastic. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, this still still come. Last last week we had a, a sleeping dog, and today we have a very awake very kitty. Squeaky, squeaky kitty. He, or it, they. This she, is she. Uh, she. This is Stolly. Stolly, as in the vodka. My 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 family have a history of naming their pets after alcohol. So Fair my enough. my dad had like whiskey and sherry as uh, a uh, dog and a cat, and then growing up I had Tia and Bailey, uh, and then we had Scrumpy which is very British West Country cider. Um, and then this one is Stolly. And our other one is George, which isn't really named after any alcohol, but we just like the name George. Fair enough. Maybe it wants to go to its very colorful Christmas light lady you know plaything in the background. We, we, we spend however much on this country and they never use it. They, yeah, they sometimes get onto this first level, but they never go any higher anyway. So I don't yeah. mind covering Christmas lights. It looks, <laughs> it looks wonderful, mate. You've done a, you've done a fine job. You switched to Australian camera. I was like, wow, this is a very, it's our first Christmas decoration type. Uh, <laughs> have it's, not exactly, um, it's not exactly uh, intentionally decorated. I just kind of dumped them on top. We were, we were putting our Christmas tree up in the other room. Okay. My wife, my wife had these ones, which we had on the tree last year. And she sort of said, well, you know, we've got one blue strand, one purple strand, one red strand. I'd, I'd rather have them all multicolored all over. I was like, okay, fine. Let's go down to the little hardware store that's here. It's like ten dollars to get a new set. Fine, we'll, we'll find something else to do with these ones. And actually, the blue one only half of the lights work anyway. Um, and I kind of brought them in here and just dumped them on top of the cat tree, thinking, okay, I'll figure out what to do with them in a minute. Uh, and then didn't. And then I was like, just plug them in here. 
Oh, that looks right. Yeah, fine. They can sit as a backpack. <laughs> I'm sure maybe if you get closer with all the cables, but from this distance, you just see the lights. It looks looks fantastic. Just like Carrie Carrie's also had her dogs named after alcohol. Shandy Guinness, Guinness and Whiskey. My wife, my wife also had a, a dog when she was younger named Whiskey. I'm not sure what's going on there, but it's a, a is common. Whiskey's a good name for dog. Yeah, good name for dog. Yeah. I, we, we named our dog at um, a family home Scrabble. It was a bit of a nerdy name, but we used to play Scrabble all the time, so we just named yeah, the dog it. Scrabble. I have no idea what that was about. Looking back, it was a pretty strange thing to do. Cool. Oh, I had a cat called Shed because I found it in the shed. <laughs> I, really, it's like, I love it. <laughs> I mean, it's a good way to to, to name your animals. Well. I think by that we'll run out of names by that point because we had um, nine cats, so by that, we're just kind of running out of them. Look, see, yeah. we're, I'm speaking about something random, and then Jeff just comes in with a question as he likes to do. He was accusing me of getting too random, and then he just brings me back on track with the question. So appreciate that, Jeff. Thank you very much. How hard is it to grow your team to match demand? Well? Um, it's not necessarily hard in that um if if we if we find that we don't have enough engineers to meet particular goals that we set ourselves mm. so the, the way the way things typically work across most microsoft teams is you you set your, your goals at the start of the year or whenever it is and okay that's right um that's that our favorite sort of framework for this um so you set this and you say hey we're, we're gonna make you know this many monthly active users by the end of the year whatever the target is or we're gonna grow to this much revenue by the end of the year um, and then you go and execute on it. And if you can turn around to your VP or whoever and say, hey, we're not going to meet this goal because we can't execute on this, which we think is going to give us this many users, this, which we think is going to give us this many users, and this, because it's going to give us so many users. If you give us 10 more engineers, we can go and do these things and we'll meet our target. They'll typically turn around and say, yep, sure, fine. You know, we'll go to go to the finance org and make sure we've got enough money to pay for, pay for the heads. Um, but typically, you can go and make those business cases. And Microsoft's actually very good well, in my experience, Microsoft has been very good at, at doing that. Mm. But the problem is, sure, great, I've got a head. I can go and hire somebody, mm. but it'll take me three months to hire somebody, three months to ramp them up, yeah. six months to actually get them executing on meaningful features and get it shipped. And then, you know, so it's like we can go and make a business case, but that cycle takes a long time. So, so actually, like, getting a business case isn't necessarily hard, but... Mm executing on it actually getting people up to speed is tough yeah sure i can well imagine i've got two more questions lined up we're going to keep them coming now mate we're just going to yeah, pound you for questions go for it you know what i mean um how are you how are you coming with what a nice question See, thank you roland what a top-notch really guy that's really nice thank you um personally i'm good um fantastic working from home for the last two years has been hit and miss um mm. It's been so to last year. So my kids are six and a half, about twins. Do you okay. want to know about oh, wow. the? Yeah, we go for it. Do you know about the um, the Power BI curse? There's a bit of a curse in the Power BI team of having twins. <laughs> really? So there was a period, maybe sort of four years ago, and we were I don't know, we were 150, maybe 200 people in the team. We had like 11 sets of twins on the team. Um, what? This animal is so squeaky and so annoying. Right, sit there <laughs> and be nice and be quiet. Um, so. Yeah, we just got this weirdly high incidence of twins on the team. So Kim Manis, who used to run the team, she's got twins. Uh, our docs team, we were, I, I was in a meeting with with two folks from our docs team and two folks from our, like me and um, somebody else from one of the other engineers. And we all had twins. We were like four of us in a room and we all had twins. Strange. Anyway, um, my girls started kindergarten last year remotely. 
and having them here <laughs> your kids still aren't twins no i see that matthew yeah. <laughs> um so having oh. having them at home trying to do school virtually on zoom yeah, and, you know, yeah. five five and a half year olds <clears throat> my wife was basically a full-time teacher and she did yeah. an amazing job with that and it was great for me to be able mm. to see them a lot mm. now they're in school full-time now uh have been since, since september um and it's nice to have some quiet in the house so I can focus on some work. And then they come home at 3.30 and I can see them and I can spend time with them. Yeah. So from that point of view, it's been quite, quite nice. But I really miss the in-person debate about how features should work and talking to our designers and talking to, excuse me, talking to the engineers in person, standing yeah. at a whiteboard and scribbling and, and sketching things. You know, that, that, I, that really energizes me. And oh my God, in-person conferences. I, 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 okay, yeah. I'm I'm a weird ambivert in that I I love talking to people and I love going to conferences. In fact, I, I probably fall more on the extroverted side. I, I love going mm. to conferences and there's nothing I my favourite days at work are where I get up early to go and prep and do a do a um, a, a keynote like you know nine mm. o'clock stand on stage with a mirror or somebody and he does his spiel and I do some demos and you know everybody applauds and it's great. You know, that, that, that thing <laughs> nice kind of nice kind of buzz for me and then i go and stand on a show floor at a booth and i talk to people all day and i get a bunch of random questions and sometimes it's product stuff but how do i do this sometimes it's just like hey i've heard about this pavi i think give me a quick overview and i love saying okay oh yeah i don't really know about that but let's go and find the person who works in the yeah. sister team who's over around the corner who can help with that i love having those conversations and then mm -hmm. you go out for dinner and you go and hang out with MVPs or with folks from the community or whatever, and you still talk nerdy stuff and geeky stuff. Mm. And you roll into bed at one o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, yeah. and you get up, get up the next day and do the same thing again. Mm. And do that for five days straight. It's so much fun. I love it and I miss it, but it's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Crash, crash when I get home. But um, like that, that's been really missing for me for the last couple of years. And, you know, so. And I think a lot of the team feel the same. Um, you know, when I speak to the other PMs on the team, a lot of us are quite outgoing and quite into going to events and mm. stuff. And we feel the mm. same way. But our engineers, you know, uh, most of them are really thriving with being at home and being able to just have some focus and sit down and work on a problem and get engrossed in something. And, mm. um, you know, they, they don't have the distractions of people walking up and down the hallway and knocking on the door and saying, yeah. oh, we've got a moment to answer these questions. But I think the past couple of years has really taught us that the way people work is so very different from person to person and from yeah. job to job, you know? It's become so evident. I, uh, I mean, I don't really miss the office. The only thing I miss the office for is Power BI trainings because to do that in a room full of people is so much nicer than doing it you know, yeah. over teams or whatever, you know? I mean, I never went to conferences because I was never in the position to do so, but it sounds very fun way to talk. I used to go to like city in Germany, Ludwigshafen, and they kind of do like just bigger Power BI trainings over a few days. But it was nice just to be out and sit on a train. And um, mm -hmm. that being mm -hmm. said, I have lost some weight because I don't sit on trains and drink beer anymore. So that's kind of, <laughs> that, that, that's helped somewhere, <laughs> so, somewhat, you know. I, when, when my kids were, were um, kids were working from home, when my kids were doing homeschooling, I, I started to work nights. So I was working from like four o'clock in the afternoon through to like whatever, three in the morning. Mm. which was challenging but also good fun because I could just really really focus like the house was just silent and I was just like sitting there working away you know um and I remember one day my my daughter she wanted to have a Skype with one of her friends and she was Skype on a friend and I bought myself like an um 
Asus Zenbook, whatever it was called. And I was, it was a nice little laptop, really great. And, and this Skype call finished and my daughter didn't want it to finish. And she had a bit of a tantrum and she grabbed the laptop screen and just twisted it and cracked the screen. Oh my yeah, she got in trouble for that, I tell you. But so that was a challenge. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, understandable, all these things that, that we kind of go through and yeah. and stuff. And I, I appreciate somebody checking in this. It's, it's it was good. very I, nice. So I, I was managing a team at the start of the pandemic, in fact. Um, mm. So two, two of the PMs on the creators team, uh, Jeroen and Rosie, who mm. you may have picked up from the blog, I think. Yeah. Um, they, they joined the team, like, literally just as we all got sent home. So Rosie was in the office for, like, two days <sighs> okay. before she got sent home, and, and, and Jeroen joined maybe two or three weeks after we, we mm. started working from home. And so when we first got to, um, when, when we got into kind of, you know, four months, six months into it, and everyone was like, oh, this is really different, and mm. we're all trying to figure it out. You know, managing that team, I spent a lot of time trying to check in with people and say, you know, how are you dealing with being at home on your own? And, you know, some mm. of the folks on our team live on their own. They live in a little, little one-bedroom yeah. apartment, and they don't have space. They can't get out and about. And... They don't have people to talk to face to face and it's like that's that's it's tough and yeah. people need the social interaction you know human evolution 64 million years if you believe that sort of thing then you know we've we've, we've got to a point of civilization because we're a social social yeah. organism mm. um, and when the when that social interaction disappears it has a massive mental impact and so it was really important to kind of mm. check in with folks and you know still is right yeah, yeah we've been doing this for however many years now and so it's yeah. tough to tough to tell sometimes it's tough to tell how people are reacting as well uh you need to have that level of trust with them to be able to, to, to talk yeah about. absolutely i agree so i'm just going to just spring to a question because it's oh. Someone asked, and from from Jeff, and it's a, I kind of I'm interested as well because I've got to say this is the one thing that I felt quite bad about in the past months because it's probably the only thing I've been actively grumpy about when it comes to when it comes to Power BI, the new format layout. What's the feedback been like? Is it like sure. mixed or? Yeah, it's mixed. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Some people uh, hated it and then used it for a week and love it. Okay. Um, and I think it's it, it, it's a good example of the sort of feature where when you make changes, there's always yeah. a, a, a friction or inertia to get over when mm. something's changed. It's the who moved my cheese yeah. thing, right? Like stuff has changed, but um, we tested it. You know, we spent a lot of time talking to users and sticking in front of people and saying, what do we, you know, how do you think this works? Um, and we refined it and we iterated on it. And it is still in preview, right? Things are going to change. You know, we, we will keep, keep, keep refining it. Um, and so, you know, the, the feedback has been, uh, as we said earlier, like mm. even negative feedback is good because it helps us get better, uh, yeah, better to have that and to have silence. Uh, so I, I think on, on, on balance, it's been positive. The folks who have given us negative feedback, we understand why we think mm. we can make it better or we understand why. And it's a hurdle that they will get over if they use it for a bit longer. Sure, of course. Yeah. I, I was very hesitant to bring that to bring that point up, but then Jeff, Jeff just gave me an excuse to do so. So I was like, okay, Jeff, he's done it. So thank you very much. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. And was it even stuff? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's completely true, and it's absolutely accurate. It's it's in preview, so of course there are going to be these things. The only reason I switched it off was because I needed to have something on my chocolate slices, and I love chocolate slices 
more than any other visualization in Power BI. So I was like, okay, I need it. So it's going off for, going off for a while. I mean, that's another that's another good, another good example of something that like we know that um, uh, uh, God, my mind's gone blank. Custom visuals, mm. custom visuals will have to do some work if they want to fully take yeah. advantage of it. Yeah, uh, that's true. And and we want to give custom visuals developers a good experience for defining what should those panes look like for their mm. visuals. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, the, the custom visual I've been using, I'm just going to say it again, that I've been using for most of the past month and a bit has been Denev, and I love it so much. I've just been spending all my time, and now I, I can, I think I'm probably about another month away from being able to put maybe Vega on my on my CV. <laughs> that is, I don't understand why I've got to use the curly brackets so often. I feel like I spend half my life typing curly brackets for, for Vega, but it, but it's worth it, and then I miss it. And like, like brackets was okay, and then we had square brackets, and now I've got curly brackets as well. I was like, come on, this is just too much. This is, calm down with the brackets. So are they brackets or braces? I call them curly brackets because I enjoy seeing it. I enjoy seeing it, sorry. <laughs> it's a curly bracket, sounds nice. But braces, yeah, I suppose they could be braces, but I'm going to stick with curly brackets. Curly I, brackets, I, I, PBX. <laughs> I see. It's PBX. So you, you, you send it out. Don't don't tell me that because now I feel like that that my opinion is definitely wrong. I'm like, okay, if Bill says, if Bill says PBIX, I can't argue with that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, how do you say it for a PowerPoint file? It's PPTX, right? I never said, I always just say PowerPoint file. I've never said PPTX. What about Excel? Excel is XLSX. It's not XLSX. We, I, 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 I see what you're saying. I agree. We had this conversation a couple weeks ago. But, but don't ask me about word. Don't ask me about word. Because that's definitely DocX. That's <laughs> true, actually. It's true. It just it, it depends on the um, it depends on the abbreviation. If if I can say it, I will. I had this reputation at work when I would everything we had codes in my previous job. Every like type of company would have a code, and there was a company called um, a company code was B zero one D, which meant it was null. You couldn't use it. So I would just call it a void B zero one D looked like void. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are like, what are you talking about? What's this void? Now it says right there, void. They're like, yeah, okay, it's not void. It's B zero one D. I'm not going to say B zero one D. Yeah, what's there's a word for that where where you turn an acronym into an actual word. Some somebody in the comments will tell me what what the word is. I, I don't remember. Like, yeah, we'll get there. Those are <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll start saying it correctly before I ever take my, my DA100 exam. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's very good. Oh, man. I've been too busy to look at it. Yeah. Thank you also about this for the, for the carry. It's, um, I, for, for my first um, Vega like tweets, I kind of just stole Carrie's code and like changed a little bit and put stuff on. I was like, that's cool. And then when I started to actually just do it completely for myself, I realized, ah, I don't know anything. It's much easier to change someone else's code and add little bits and pieces when you do it from scratch for yourself. So now I've got to like mm -hmm. understand the, the layout and understand it's like, yeah, this is too much. So, so what I was producing went from looking quite nice as in a ripoff from Kerry to looking really basic, which is my own, <laughs> my own stuff. Oh mm -hmm. man. Yeah, but it's good fun. And then mm -hmm. at 1.1 is coming soon. Very cool. Cool. Very nice. Anyway, we can wrap it up about that because it's been more than 45 minutes and I always do this. And if I keep on talking, it'll just be me rambling and then Jeff complaining that I'm rambling. Um, so I will say thank you very much for joining. It's been totally thank awesome. You. I really yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've really yeah, enjoyed yeah. it as well. It's been a good laugh. Great, mate. That's, uh, that makes me happy. And uh, of course, for everyone who's been chatting and asking questions and making comments that are very funny. Um, thank you, everyone, too. Been a lot of people here today to see you, mate. This has been about yeah, 20 yeah. viewers. This is... Okay. We're setting records here, for me anyway. <laughs> um, so uh, everyone, 
thank you very much for joining. Um, I will be back next week. Of course, it'll be the, the final one before Christmas, so we can make it a more Christmas uh, themed. Maybe I'll have some Christmas instead of a sprout film. We can have a, a Christmas film or whatever. Christmas, sure. right? Welcome yeah. Well, if, if, if you want to make a sequel, that's fine. You got you got one week to make a Christmas sequel, mate. There you go. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, thank you very much, everyone. Take care.